Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Played? A podcast where we play a game and tell you why the bleep we're playing it. Except for today, as this is an interlude episode where we are going to do the top five video game characters of all time. And this if week. anybody disagrees with us, you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. This week. <laughs> I'm the master of lists, Sean. I'm here with Thomas, who probably has too many fighting game characters on his list. And here's Mason, who made us play Go Vacation. You're never going to live it down, bud. Never going to live it down. My, my number one, Mason, my number three character is the avatar from Go Vacation. Why the fuck? <laughs> so we it's decided. A, it's, oh. the, it's the character from Tekken, but not it from Tekken. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Hachi, but from Go Vacation. Oh, God. It would be amazing, actually. I would, I, would actually, I would actually shake your hand for having the balls to do that. So occasionally we like to throw these interlude episodes in where we just give you a list and we come up with the top five. And the fun thing about lists... Uh, especially top fives, are that it puts a point in time where this was your list. Tomorrow, this may not be your list. Yesterday, this may not be your list. But today, on this date, this was your list. This, so, was, this wasn't even my, my list five seconds ago because I moved my one to my number five. What? <laughs> Mason did some moving around here quickly. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was going to bring it up. This is going to be different, like, next week for me. I don't know about you guys, but... Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I'm pretty sure my 1 and 2 will stay 1 and 2 for a long time. They are pretty much my two favorite characters. But the 3, 4, and 5 spots... I said I have I have so many honorable mentions because I rotated probably fifteen different characters through this this different spot at one point or another. I had, like, a pretty consistent top five, but even then I had, like, a debate. And I'm not even fully comfortable with my number one, but we'll get to it and I'll explain why. So the the reason I changed my number one is because I made it my number one specifically to piss off a bunch of people. But I decided, you know what, no, I want to make this list accurate. I kept him on there because I do genuinely really like this character. I have a lot of hilarious honorable mention characters that might piss (laughs) some people off as well, so... See, mine's pretty legit. <laughs> I must be boring. Video game characters, you know, there's there's hundreds of thousands of millions of video game characters. I mean, just leading up to this podcast, talking about a couple of uh, games that, you know, wouldn't have even crossed my mind. You know, I didn't put Math Blaster on my honorable mentions, but hey, that's something I could have possibly put there because you know what I have a real... Uh, I, uh, I played that a lot. So it's, it's fun to realize there are so many games. We're going to miss characters. Yeah. This is just going to be fun. We're going to finish this podcast, and as soon as Sean pre- stops the record button, we're going to be like, Ah, oh, fuck! Oh, I should have put that. Yeah. Which maybe, you know, the farther this podcast goes, maybe we'll uh, we'll revisit this one day. We'll sit down and revisit, why did we have those lists? Why did yeah, we? Yeah, wh- what was this? So, let's go ahead and start our list. Uh, Thomas, you want to go first on this one with your number five? Sure. Uh, I will be perfectly honest. My number five... If you can't tell, I'm a very basic bitch. Mm-hmm. All of my fives are main characters. My honorable mentions are not, but all my fives are main characters. This is one that I, I've i known for a while, but I've only recently gotten to really loving to the point he's in my top five. It's Phoenix Wright. Mm, yes. Uh, to, Adding an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to be put bluntly, he was in an honorable mention at one point. He, he bumped out someone who's now in my honorable mentions because I'm just like, I have to. Because, like, I'm the guy who likes, you know, God of War, De- Devil May Cry, all that shit. I love the action games. But nothing in video games is quite as satisfying as Phoenix Wright finding a hole in the testimony, mm-hmm. uh, using that objection and whatever. 
And Those just, games are so good. They're oh, so good. Oh. And part of it is it's crazy characters. Oh yeah. That but, make you know they they you, you don't take the the law tremendously serious in yeah, it, but the yeah. crazy characters and the way you can play it. The first one that came stateside was the DS, right? Or was yes. there a GBA? I think no, the a, a DS was, was first. The DS was the first one. That game helped the DS in so many ways. So it, it, they found like a weird little niche mm-hmm. that like nobody had ever explored before, and, and, and nobody the, has really done since. What are you talking about? There's obviously the Harvey Birdman game. Oh, that's wow. literally a Phoenix Wright ripoff. In but, a lot of ways, they started some of the uh, stories that we could tell. You know, the uh, uh, you know the, a lot of the Sherlock Holmes games follow some of the same patterns. A lot of the mystery type games, but they are very unique in their own way. Because. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're not playing a detective, you're a lawyer, you're mm-hmm. a defense attorney, and I think that is such a cool thing. Because in other games like Phoenix Wright, you know, Sherlock Holmes, or even something like L.A. Noir, you're a detective, you're mm-hmm. trying to solve the mystery, but that's it. You solve the mystery, you stop the bad guy, game over. Here, you not only have to prove your client innocent, you you have to find the guilty party, because this court system's fucked up. Yeah, like... It's yeah. an anime, anime-ass court system. Yeah, <laughs> and I... I think the reason I picked Phoenix Wright, because I could have picked so many characters. I could have picked Maya. I wouldn't have picked Detective Gumshoe, but he is. I still love Detective Gumshoe. There is another Phoenix Wright character in my honorable mentions, and you can probably guess who it is. <laughs> uh, but the reason I picked Phoenix Wright, because I was really debating, because I didn't know if I liked him or I liked his interactions with people, like if I liked him just as a straight man. But he's a really funny character in his own right, especially when you play the games and you get his inner monologue, and he's just... He's a really funny character. He's a really just, he's not cool in the traditional sense. You know, he's kind of a nerd. He's kind of a dweeb, but he is smart as fuck. And that's why I like him. Yeah. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. That's a really, that's a really great choice. I did not expect 100%, honestly, even though now I'm like, wow, that should have been an honorable mention on there. uh, That's going to be a thing with this list. We'll probably say something and the other will be like, ah, shit. Something, something I just thought about is that earlier, a few days ago, when we were first uh, planning this out, you told me that you didn't have any fighting game characters in your top five. You are a liar. You Ultimate are a liar, Crossover sir. games don't count. <laughs> Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 does not count. Because <laughs> then I would have multiple, uh, I would have multiple uh, Smash Bros. characters in my list. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was going to say, because there's a Smash Bros. character later on. So, yeah. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> no, trust me, that came across my mind. <laughs> All characters can technically be a fighting game character as long as the developers are willing. <laughs> Mugen, baby. <laughs> All right, Mason, what is your top number five? So when I, when I was thinking about the top five, I thought I included in my list the characters that are the most, are some of the most memorable to me and memorable to my experience in the game that they're from. And uh, one of the characters that I put and is one of those characters that is, it, it, they're annoying for the sake of being annoying. I think we can think of a lot of characters like that. The one that immediately comes to my mind is Navi from Legend of uh, Zelda. From Legend it's Omachow, I'm going to smack it's you. It's not Omachow, but that is another one that I thought of. The character that I, that I picked, who's based, who on the surface level is just annoying for the sake of being annoying, but I found him to be incredibly funny, is CL4PTP. I'm, of course, talking about Claptrap from the Borderlands franchise. Okay. He yeah. is one of, one of my, for a while, 
uh, I could say he's one of my favorite side characters, but he was playable in Borderlands the pre-sequel, so now he's... He, and he... God, I love playing as him in Borderlands the pre-sequel. That is... That's the whole reason why I wanted that game to begin with, is because I just... I love Claptrap as a character. He's just... So funny. Those no, games are really well written. They're very well, so, well you written. Know, and w- characters that maybe would have been more annoying in a badly written game yeah. uh, actually are more enjoyable because the game writes them oh, so well. Kind of, yeah. the, kind of the whole purpose behind Claptrap is to be annoying, but they do it in a funny way. So yeah, because okay. he's, he's like the he's the he's the Navi. He's the n- tutorial character in the first two games, at least. Yeah. I think that's kind of what they were playing off of is the annoying tutorial type character, but they they do it in such a good way with Claptrap. He's just, but especially where I where I love him the most isn't even the Borderlands games. It's the game Poker Night Two, where he <laughs> that's a really good he's a great pull. Really a great he's pull. Really funny in that game. Like that game on its own is hilarious, but he's like he's a comedic high point. In my opinion. You brought up Poker Night Two. I got two more honorable mentions. That's <laughs> Honestly, that's a good poll there for your five, Mason. Good job. There's Thank no you. no cats there this time. No cats. <laughs> so that's number one. No. <laughs> I don't think I. No, I don't have any. I don't. I have. I have animals in my honorable mentions, <laughs> but no animals of any type in I my top I five. I can't say that I don't have any animals. Well, anyway, no, no blinks the time sweeper. Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Blinks. It's a good. I mean, I look. I I I had to kick out. Um, Bubsy. I did have to kick out Bubsy from my top five, so <laughs> that was an unfortunate <laughs> No, I didn't. Well, my number five, uh, you guys have gone heroes and side characters. Uh, I went with the villain route in my number five, and arguably the most, I'd say the most iconic villain, uh, and that is Sephiroth. Mm. Final Fantasy had been around for quite a while. Uh, this, as it was the seventh in the franchise. Uh, not was it even the this, the seven, were, were there side games? Oh by yeah, that there time? were there were plenty of side so, games. So yeah, because the same was, year the Final Fantasy VII came out, Final Fantasy Tactics also. It came was out. it was the seventh Final Fantasy in the same way Resident Evil Four was the fourth. Fourth, exactly. <laughs> or if like this, if uh, Street Fighter V was the fifth Street Fighter, if you don't count the bajillion versions yeah, if you of don't Street count Fighter Alpha or EX or all or yeah, the seventeen thousand versions of Street Fighter Two. Heard the Street Fighter movie game now. <laughs> I spent a long time waffling on what to put as my number five, and I kicked out a bunch of different characters. Uh, and obviously, Final Fantasy games are my everything. <laughs> that is my franchise. There'll be more later on the list and more in the honorable mentions. I, I waffled a lot here, and eventually I decided uh, if I was going to take somebody from Final Fantasy VII, arguably the most important game in the franchise, that I was going to take Sephiroth, partly because of his impact as a villain, partly because of how deep his story is and shown both in Final Fantasy VII and then more in uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. And then just because he has the mo- one of the most impactful scenes possibly in video game history, the death of Aerith. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that, everyone yeah, knows that scene. Even if you've never played yeah, a Final Fantasy, you that, know. Yeah. And he also has quite possibly a top five soundtrack piece to accompany him oh, in one yeah. way. Angel. Angel. Uh, yeah. That's really good. So, Is that... The only reason to watch Final Fantasy VII Advent Children is for that final battle between Cloud and Sephiroth. It is very yes. good. Wait, there's a Final Fantasy VII movie? Yep. Yeah. Final Fantasy, it's technically the sequel uh, to Final Fantasy VII, albeit the timeline is a little skewed up because we're going to find out where it all is once uh, Remake is finished. But yes, there's a sequel uh, movie that came out in 2006, 2005? I, I think? believe it's 2000. It's it's mid to late 2000. Yeah, because it, it was the same. It was the same E3 where they announced the PlayStation 3. Is it any good? 
Um, animation styles, very great. Like, it is an incredible animation. Story-wise, it's a little convoluted and confusing, and it's well, a that's, that's it's, Final Fantasy. It's a for you. lot of fan service wink, uh, but the final fight is spectacular. Yeah, and also the English dub is hilarious in parts. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> the movie is like like Sean said, animation-wise, brilliant. Genuinely, I think it's still one of the most gorgeous animated films mm-hmm. ever made. Decades later, I mean, look, yeah. Final Fantasy Spirits Within is one of the most gorgeous things ever, and that movie is now twenty years old. Uh, but as an actual movie, it's not. Not great. Uh, it, it has I, its moments, and it has a lot of things, and it has some interesting... It also is the first time that a lot of characters got to got voice acting. Mm. But again, in my opinion, the movie is worth it just <laughs> for that final fight between the Absolutely. And, and then, you know, when Sephiroth appeared in Smash, you know, that was a huge <laughs> moment. Uh, Look. Impaling Mario in the trailer. <laughs> my favorite reaction, I don't know if anyone... There's a YouTuber named Cosmonaut Variety Hour. Yeah, heard you've heard of them. You've told me about them. I was going to say, I've told you about them. He reacted to the stream where uh, Sephiroth was revealed. And my favorite reaction is he was bored throughout the entire show. Like, mm-hmm. it, that was the only part where he got a good reaction. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. It gets to the part where it shows Sephiroth, like, thrusting through Mario. And he just screams. Uh, poor choice of words. No, right choice of through, words. Through. Through. Ah. can't. He, and he just screams at the top of his lungs the loudest he gets in the entire show. They fucking killed Mario! <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing about the, the uh, DLC reveals is just them crapping Mario on Mario. Mario gets his ass whipped in like every DLC mm-hmm. reveal. I think the, wait. I'm going to say because Kazuya kicked the, the ass of the entire yeah. roster. That was uh, great. Uh, um, Banjo-Kazooie won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, K. Rool. That was the, the uh, K. Rool, which then the Banjo-Kazooie. They had great reveals. Honestly, all of them were really, really well did. done. I mean, my favorite one is Kazuya's just because I attack and whore. But mm-hmm. I uh, genuinely, they're all great. I really like the Steve one. The, the Steve, Steve one, one is was really, really good because that was so out of left field. Nobody, <laughs> nobody thought Steve so, from Minecraft was so, coming. Sora was one where, like, my dumbass, I saw the fire and everything. My first thought was, oh shit, it's Solaire from Dark Souls. That was my first thought. And then he throws the fire and it makes the keyhole. I'm like, oh, it's Sora. Like, <laughs> and I felt like a fucking idiot. We might be coming back to that comment in a little while. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really top five is Solaire from Dark Souls. No, <laughs> Thomas, what's your number four? Well, I go from smart anime boy to dumb as fuck anime boy. But I love him either way. He was my number five for a while, but I had to push him up because I just I adore this kid. It's Pit from Kid Icarus. Oh Rising. yeah, because <laughs> good character. Again, he's he's kind of like I'm a really big fan of the dumbass uh, Heart of Gold boys, mm-hmm. like the people who fight to fight to the death, fight to the earth's end, will do anything for their friends, but they're dumb as a goddamn rock. No wonder you're a One Piece fan. Yeah, I was gonna say, because it's Luffy. Luffy might be the dumbest anime yeah. protagonist. Oh, yeah, Luffy is dumb as rocks, but I love that boy. And I will never not love that boy. <laughs> Ironically, my second favorite anime protagonist is Dr. Stone. <laughs> or uh, Senku, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I love Pit. Like, on top of the fact that he tries really hard to be an anime protagonist and it's just like what the fuck are you doing like because i don't know if you've ever played kid icarus uprising that is one of the funniest games ever made it is it was i it's 3ds exclusive Mm -hmm. god please port it to the switch nintendo or make a sequel either one i i don't i don't need a sequel like 
genuinely the game ends in a way where I'm fine with it not continuing. But a port would be but nice. Just a, a lot of a lot of those 3DS games I would like to see. Especially because like I do love the game, play but, on it's, the Switch. but its control scheme is really awkward. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really weird control scheme. You have to have the stylus in one hand and holding up the 3DS with another hand and. You have to basically make these claw formations. It's weird. Yeah. But You're saying that a 3DS game had bad controls? I, for one, am shocked. <laughs> right. No. Other shocking revelations for everyone. Darth Vader's Luke's father. <laughs> <laughs> Perish the thought. Snape killed Dumbledore. <laughs> wait, Snape killed Dumbledore. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I knew that. Just, wait, what? And Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Oh, yeah. I yeah, knew and that. Die Hard. I knew and Die Hard. <laughs> you never God saw damn. Die Hard 5? His career died after it. Yikes. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I love Pitt. He's uh, a good character. Because he, again, he's just he's just a stupid anime boy, but he's got a heart of gold. He's also really fun in Smash. I love Pitt. He's really That's fun a, in Smash. And I, I, do, I do love Pitt, but where I love Pitt the most is not only just in Smash, but in Smash during the uh, the Palutena guidance di- yeah. dialogue. So it's just so funny. And I'm so happy that they added more for Ultimate for the characters that weren't in 4. Yeah, I'm so... It, I it, love them. It's great. I genuinely... My only complaint about the Palutena's Guide and stuff in Smash... This is coming now, This is becoming a bit of a Smash episode, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, the characters in Smash, yeah. is, uh, Smash has, has all the a lot of the... I don't know, the most popular characters. Yeah. yeah, but like my only complaint about the Palutena's Guidance in uh, Smash 4... Is that when they get to Solid Snake? I really wish that Snake had a codec call, <laughs> and it was like Palutena. Who's this guy? It's <sighs> an angel doing here. What the fuck? <laughs> That's a, that. That was uh, something weird that I that I thought about. Ultimate is that they added more Palutena gu- guidance, but they didn't add any codex calls. I wish they did. Because uh, that would have been funny. Uh, I mean, the codec calls are one of my favorite parts because it reveals that Snake just fucking hates Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, for no reason. He's just like, you have to like Sonic the Hedgehog, Snake. Nope, just don't. I just That's so funny to me. <laughs> Colonel, there's a monkey here with a red Nintendo hat. <laughs> that's Diddy Kong. That's Diddy Kong. Oh, God. Good times. But yeah, uh, short story, short story even shorter, rather. I love Pit. Um... He's funny. He's got a heart of gold. He drives a fucking mech in the game, and that automatically bumps him up like three points. That's fair. And I just, I, I don't know. I really like him. Alrighty. Well, pit number four coming in strong here. All right, Mason, you're number four. So when I was when I was thinking about characters to to add to my my list, one of the other things that I was considering was um, characters in games that elevate them to like cinematic status. Games that are that are like on par with some of the some of the greatest movies, and my immediate my immediate thought when I thought about that, and the more I thought about it, I thought like that yeah this is probably my favorite instance of a game that felt cinematic was the was the first Red Dead Redemption. So I chose John Marston as my number four. It's okay. a really good pick. I uh, yeah because I I just think his his, his arc in that story of like trying to sever ties with the gang that he was in and and going through and trying to clear his name and everything and that ending my god that ending like that oh my god i'm getting chills just thinking about it mason coming in strong with the good games here. Yeah. <laughs> but like not that any of the other games have been bad that we've but, but, but mason's still, like what like if that. i picked the best games ever <laughs> but like specifically the ending yeah the ending just nails 
I don't think the ending, I don't think John Marston would be as strong a character without that ending. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the idea of him, you know, he's defending, he has done so many sins in his past, and he's probably done a lot more throughout the game because there's a player controlling him. Right. But, like, the idea that he's just like, I've done a lot bad in my past, I'm going to put it all the line. I'm going to save my wife and kid, even if it costs me everything. Like, yes. Such a good ending. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, Admittedly, I do also love the epilogue where Jack grows up and kills the bad guy. Because mm-hmm. that is a really good ending as well. But it is John's journey, and I think his journey ends really well. And some, something that I was thinking about recently when I was considering putting him on my list, isn't it kind of weird that like we only have like one major Western video game franchise? It's It's like... like Red, Red Dead Redemption is to Western games what the Jurassic Park franchise is to dinosaur movies. Like, we can't have more. Mm-hmm. Why can't, why, like, why I mean, there were there definitely a few on, in the PlayStation 2 era that came I, out. I was going to say, there's a lot uh, of the What, is it Gun? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Gun, which is really good. Call of Juarez was a big mm-hmm. thing throughout the PS3 era. So they were... There they are were, a few, but there is only one, like, if you say Western video games, you, Red Dead is what people yeah, are going to come think up of with. Re, of, you think of Red you, Dead. Even yeah. though, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Red Dead Redemption, but that's more because I'm I'm not too fond of Rockstar's games. I mean, sometimes they do they make really good games. Max Payne, um, Max Payne. <laughs> uh, no, the bully. I mean, they have some games that's really that mm-hmm. are really good, but their main games, GTA and Grand Theft Auto, I just I can't get into. That's fair. And it, it's not even I don't even think it's a sandbox thing because I love Saints Row. Mm-hmm. It's just something about. Rockstar I mean, you also sandbox. mentioned uh, on a previous podcast, Warriors. Yeah, Warriors, I forgot about, I forgot the Rockstar did that. And yes, Mm -hmm. Warriors is another one of the really good games. I might just be biased towards the PS2. Exactly, Exactly. (laughs) you're just like, which ones can be better versions of Beatdown Fist of Vengeance? (laughs) What I want from them. It's kind of funny that you're uh, you're discussing your di- your distaste of Rockstar right now because my set my character after this is also from a Rockstar Ooh, game. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Alrighty, well then let's get to that as quickly as we can, as I'll do to my number four. Uh, and like Mason, I thought of a lot of different categories and what to put in a top five. You know, I, I wanted to, to factor an impact on the industry, but more than anything, I wanted impact on me. And one of the games that kind of fully made made me a quote-unquote gamer, uh, was Spyro the Dragon on the PlayStation. Uh, And uh, that is one of the early games that I actually completed entirely, 100%, beat it all, got to the very end, got all the treasure, and and solidified it. So Spyro the Dragon is on this list because despite the fact that I don't think there are many other good games that Spyro has actually starred in as a whole, besides that first one, I think the original trilogy are fine. All done by uh, Insomniac. They're fine. But really the only game that I loved from the franchise is the original. I've played multiples of the Game Boy games. I played uh, the one on the GameCube. uh, Was that Legend of the Dragonfly? There's Legend of the Dragonfly, Eternal Night, and uh, Legend of the Dragon or whatever. The Legend of Spyro trilogy, basically, where he's Elijah Wood. That original game will always sit with me. And also, as we, you know, we've done a lot of platforming games around that time frame. And very few games got platforming right in uh, in the 90s and early 2000s like Spyro the Dragon. Yeah, there was... With a legitimately good camera, with mm. a with good platforming, with not where everything was challenging but not impossible, where 
you you had, you had to work towards something, but it also wasn't like you were bashing your head against things. It was just yeah, if, a wonderfully done game that was funny, you know, witty. Uh, Spyro is a in a lot of ways is a spoiled brat, but goes on a mission uh, to save people. I don't know if he learns really anything in the game, you know, very much, but... It's a platformer story that, with the exception of my number three, huh, but uh, with the exception of uh, him, there's not a lot of platformers. Mm-hmm. The characters go on arcs. Yep. There's mm-hmm. some, but there's not Especially at that time frame, and... Yeah. But the idea of being a little dragon, running around trying to save your family and friends while lighting sheep on fire was just really fun, and uh, very few games have given that experience ever again, in all honesty. That is true. Why why can't PlayStation hold on to their their mascots? Well, a lot of that is that the studios wanted to move on to other things, but they were big money-wise, so they <laughs> sold them, you know. Uh, uh, at the, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot were sold basically at the exact same time, yeah. I believe, to the same company because that's yeah, why Activision. the Spyro and Crash games came out on they were, the Game Boy. Yeah, they were. They They're, both kind of had the same arc. Yeah, they were both. They were both bought by Activision. That's what I thought because I thought it was Activision. Uh, I feel like it, it, it. I mean, with the fact that Toys for Bob has now been merged into mm-hmm. the Call of Duty machine, um, <laughs> I feel like there was going to be a Spyro Four after Crash Four. I, it wouldn't like, have surprised it, me. I think that's Especially with how been. successful the uh, the Reignited trilogy yeah. was. Which I need uh, to play. It is really good. And I have only played, again, I really only play the first game because that's the game on it. But it, it it's like jumping right back in, but it looks but amazing. Just, it's yeah. still... Yeah, that's the one thing I know. It looks gorgeous. It does look really, like it, really good. And it, and it the, plays the same. It and the Insane trilogy both look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I prefer Crash 4's art style for Crash Bandicoot, but Spyro Reignited, that is... As a perfect art style for Spyro. Yep. Like, it is genuinely amazing. So there. That's my, uh, my, uh, tugging on the old nostalgia the strings. Old, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, but a, a really, really good game, uh, that introduced and, and played through. It was the, only the second game I'd beaten beginning to end. Hmm. First one being Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Oh, wow. Uh, and so as a kid, that was just really cool to finally sit down and beat a game all the way through. All right, Thomas, let's hear about that number three platforming. Uh, the number three, I like I said, it's the one platforming character I can think of. Maybe there's others, I don't know, who goes on a big arc throughout all of his games. Whether that be uh, his Exodus or his Odyssey, it's Abe from Oddworld. Wow. Yeah, yeah. good games. Yeah, and genuinely, like I said, Abe is the one... Because he's the polar opposite of my other two picks. I have the pretty anime boys, and now I have this ugliest shit motherfucker. <laughs> but he's he's one of those characters. I, I'm a big fan. If you can't tell, there's some certain tropes I'm a big fan of. And another one I'm a big fan of is the reluctant hero. Mm-hmm. And Abe is that to a T. Yep. Because he, he doesn't want to be the messiah. He doesn't want to be... He's he's the life of Brian. Would you listen to me? I'm not, not the, messiah. the messiah. He is the messiah. messiah. That's Abe. But he goes through with it anyway, and his arc throughout Abe's Odyssey, and especially Soulstorm. Like, Soulstorm has such a good arc for Abe. Uh, I know that's the remake of the second game, but that's, like, their original vision. Mm -hmm. And he, Soulstorm especially, is what made me be like, no, I love Abe. Because, like, he was good in Odyssey. I, I love him in Odyssey, but in Odyssey, he is kind of just the... He's the hero. He's kind of the bumbling hero, but he's he's a good guy. In Soulstorm, he goes on this arc 
of he has to discover all these mysteries. He has to uncover all these powers. He gets traumatized to hell and back. And it's like, this boy goes through so much, but he's always still fighting, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he's not a fighter. He's kind of a wimp. <laughs> like, he, he gets killed in, like, two hits. But he, he constantly fights. He fights for his uh, friends. He fights for his family. He charges a fucking train into the base of the bad guys because he can. That is his destiny. And it's just, yeah, Abe, especially in Soulstorm, goes on such a good arc, and he becomes such a good character. I'm really excited to see what Oddworld Inhabitants does next with Abe's story. I just... Yeah, I love it. It's a good franchise. Not to say that the gameplay is bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's good. It's just it it they definitely at a time when gameplay was seemed to be more important, they leaned really into their story. They did. Uh which is something you didn't see in those sort of games as often. Yeah. Which which is why I say it's the one platforming franchise I can think of where the main character goes through a big change. Yeah, I haven't I haven't thought about those games in a while. I, I got into them last year, or not even last year, earlier this year. And I, I just, yeah, I fell in love with Abe. I can see they're they're great games. Yeah, so and and there's other Oddworld characters that are really good. I like Toby. Mm-hmm. I like the Stranger from Stranger's Wrath. But none of them are like just as impactful to me, and go on as good of an arc, as good of a journey, and are as good of characters as Abe, which is fitting because he's the mascot. But yeah, I, <laughs> I love Abe. Alrighty, well, Mason, what is your number three? So there was one more element that I that I thought about with some of my entries and this is this was the first one that came up when I when I thought about that and it is representation bringing bringing in the sort of characters that you would that you would see like in the in the real world that probably didn't get the sort of the sort of recognition the sort of representation that they that they deserve in in these big in these big video game franchises and I started thinking about black characters in video games and when I thought about that, uh, like, of course there there were there have been African American characters in in video games before this, but I couldn't think of one that was as big or as prominent as this one. And I'm of course talking about that is Carl C J Johnson from San Andreas. I mean, that, I remember when San Andreas came out. Uh, that was kind of the, not that Grand Theft Auto wasn't huge at the time, right? Uh, or didn't have a huge franchise, but that was kind of the defining game that created what we yeah, know now. Because, I mean, let's be honest, GTA was popular, but GTA Three was what really exploded. Mm-hmm. GTA Vice City was, it was like it's also good, but not a lot of people. It was a bit too Scarface heavy mm-hmm. because it's very Scarface. And then, and then San Andreas came out, and it just exploded. Yep. Yeah. Of that, of that PS2, Xbox era GTA games, San Andreas is my favorite. I, I've Good. never been the biggest GTA person, so Thomas and I kind of are on this uh, side of things. <laughs> hey. But, uh, you know, even myself, uh, not that into the GTA, went out and played San Andreas because of all around it and was interested in it and everything uh, uh, that was going with it. That was one I had. You had to seek out. Yeah. It was huge. Everyone played San Andreas. Even if you weren't into GTA or weren't allowed to, uh, (laughs) uh, you you played San Andreas. I remember my brother and I and a bunch of his friends were playing San Andreas. 
and we had to put the TV on mute because they just <laughs> swore that damn much. They, yep. they really do. My, my parents were fine with shooting hookers in the head, but God forbid you drop the F-bomb. Love you, Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's because... Think about it, they, 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 the way that they kind of grounded this world where you could do pretty much anything into a sense of realism, especially at a time when the characters didn't exactly look the realest. Uh, the way that they were able to do that just blows my mind. And I, and I don't think it would have been as effective if CJ wasn't as good of a character as he is, yeah. as much of a solid character. Because yeah. CJ is very much the everyman, but he's a really good everyman. Yeah. Like, uh, every GTA protagonist is an everyman, but CJ is a it, really yeah. good everyman. Because he's an everyman, but he still has a lot of personality. Yeah. San Andreas would probably not have as many memes if it wasn't for one uh, big, what the fuck is his name, Big? Oh, Big big Smoke. Big Smoke, yeah. If it wasn't for him, (laughs) but also just CJ's personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the big, ah, shit, here Here we we go go again. again. That's CJ. He is an everyman character. He does what he's asked, but he also was the pregenerator of the shit like i'm in this situation yeah. i don't want to be but fuck i gotta, what do I I do, gotta do it yeah, yeah exactly it's a dirty job someone's gotta do it exactly and i mean you could argue like tommy versetti from a vice city but again just san andreas the thing about the... it but that it, it feels a little more sophisticated like not like but it feels more like a lot of people don't uh uh necessarily like look to the godfather and relate to it yeah. Or to Scarface and relate to it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. despite this character and these characters, the things they are doing aren't necessarily moral. You can relate to CJ. You can mm-hmm. relate oh, to yeah. him more than you could uh, some of the previous uh, uh, heroes. And especially for, you know, if I, as a stereotypical white dude, can relate to it, just imagine what somebody sitting down who is african-american and playing this character you know uh uh, even if there are some stereotypes that still existed uh on it i you know having that character be the central and not some copy of the godfather or copy of scarface character this was something different it it was huge in the industry and yeah there are a lot of stereotypes for you know black people and all Mm -hmm. that in this game but that also comes with the times and that also comes with with gta i was gonna say that (laughs) also comes with gta and especially back then because gta it's another thing I think is really good about San Andreas. It has the perfect balance of it's more serious than like GTA one, mm-hmm. two, three, but it is not as grounded as like four or five or whatever. So it has that really good balance of yeah, it's still grounded in a little bit of reality. The main villain's a corrupt cop. Uh, yeah. Big Smoke uh, does. I think he betrays you. Uh, I I haven't finished San Andreas. Uh, the, like I said, I'm not yeah, there's some betrayal. That it's, al- it's also been a while since I've played. Like, like so I said, I'm, like I said, I'm not in the GTA, but like. There's that sense of realism, but you also can unlock a jetpack, mm-hmm. and you can do yeah. all this shit. There's and, so many cheat codes left yeah, and right in and, it. And CJ, again, I think is one of the reasons the game works so well, because mm-hmm. he grounds the game and is just a good center pull for everything to build off of. I'm really confused. We haven't yet had to look at Mason and be like, what is wrong with you, child? <laughs> I'm really confused. Mason's coming up with a good list. See, I, I almost went with the villain in San Andreas. I almost went with Frank, Samuel L. Jackson's character, <laughs> but nah, I, I went with CJ. So Honestly, that, that makes more sense. Because it'd be... <laughs> I know you'd have good intentions, but it'd be like, yeah, I love the corrupt fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yep, yep. But I mean, he's played by Sam Jackson. Though. I know, I know. That's why I'm saying I wouldn't be able to judge you, but still. <laughs> Alrighty, so 
this is probably the spot that I waffled the most. I moved things around and up and down and eventually trying to figure out my top five, I went back through to my looking at my all-time favorite games. What, what, what do I consider five out of five, 10 out of 10, the games that I will sit down and play or games that I have bought four, five, six, seven, eight times, you know. Uh, we're talking about Leon Kennedy here. How did I know? I knew that's where you were going. Specifically, specifically, I know that Leon Resident Evil 2, I know that he is in other Resident Evils, but specifically the Leon Kennedy that I'm always going to embody is going to be it's Resident Evil 4. Because mm-hmm. uh, that game is amazing. As soon as, no, soon as I said I bought it eight times, there's only two say, options. I was going to say, as soon as you said you bought it eight times, I'm like, oh, it's It's, it's the number three it's, game I bought eight times, and then you know the number two character has been bought that almost that many times. So anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, so it's, it's Leon. Uh, but yeah, every time they've ported Resident Evil 4, I have bought it. Every single time. Even to the even to the fridge? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they ported it to like a fucking smart fridge or whatever. Amazing. That's really uh, Which means... Man, God forbid you're going in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. to get some eggs, and you just get chainsawed in the head by one of those baghead dudes. Uh, the geez. thing about Resident Evil 4 that still holds up to this day is it's not, it is a Resident Evil game while not being a Resident Evil game. The story is very Resident Evil, but also very different than what we'd seen at the time. Mm-hmm. So much so that a lot of the trailers hid that it was a Resident Evil 4, that it was Resident Evil 4 for a little bit. Uh, you don't hear about Umbrella till later on in the game again. Like it mentioned at the beginning, but you know, oh wow, this might tie into Umbrella stuff is not till late in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Leon is, because in Resident Evil 2, he is first day guy stuck in this shit. But in Resident Evil 4, what makes Leon great as a character for me is that it, he is somebody who is volunteering to go into some shit finding out this shit is way worse than he expected, and still, throughout it all, moving forward. And obviously in a video game, you're controlling the character, you're making it go through, but this character, at any point, sure, saving the president's daughter is probably a good thing, but is it worth (laughs) my entire life? Like, is it worth this? Uh, Is this whiny, annoying following character worth it? (laughs) Uh, I like Ashley. I like Ashley, Ashley, a lot. As far as, there there are fetch and, uh, you know, rescue mission games, can be really annoying. They make the dialogue between the two very fun. The fact that at the end of the game, when you beat it and you're on the jet ski and Ashley's basically like, hey, you want a nightcap? And Leon's like, god damn it, you stupid hoe. <laughs> um. I, I will say, you know, there is the Resident Evil 2 Leon, who's, you know, very on the day uh, job. There is Resident Evil 6 Leon, who's very tired, very... Mm-hmm. But Resident Evil 4 is like my definitively on mm-hmm. because he is the perfect balance of he's still relatively a rookie but he's also now a badass action hero because you cannot see uh resident evil 6 leon like doing some of the shit leon does in this game like mm-hmm. actually struggling but you can also not see resident evil 2 leon knocking over a lamp and going buenos dias asshole and blasting <laughs> some motherfuckers out of the there's building. also an element that uh, Resident Evil 5 is a game I do actually enjoy, but you lose some of the everyman status that Leon has when you have ripped out of his mind Chris Redfield yeah. in the next game. And Leon is not that. It's not to say that Leon's not in shape. He's having to do all those things, but he is, he lo- you know, he the way he looks, the way he is, you're like, oh yeah, I could be stuck in this situation mm-hmm. and I'm probably still way deader than Leon, but you could see it, uh, the fact that he has, you know, uh, relationship friends with Ada Wong or Krauser, the character in it, is just fantastic. This game is just very well thought out. And then 
to give you an in-depth hero that you can really embody and be like, yeah, I see why he's doing this. He's doing this because he is the hero. He wants to be the hero. He's trying to be the hero, but he's also not like, he's not a cocky asshole. He's not a, he is a, all right, <laughs> uh, let's do this. <laughs> Which again, like, Chris is also kind of like that, because I do like Chris Redfield. I do like Chris Redfield. But, I know I shit on Chris Redfield a little bit there, but I actually do really love Chris Redfield. But, but <laughs> Chris kind of does the same thing, but it's kind of harder to buy it with him, because again, mm -hmm. he's he's a stars operative. He's in the government. He's done like all this shit. Leon's like just a rookie cop yeah. who yeah. gets upgraded to being a government agent. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, no shit, he's going to be the one who's like, ah, oh, fuck, goddamn, he's shit, like just running for his life, but just barely. It makes the scenes where, say, uh, there's an early, early scene where you are in the village and uh, you find out that basically your drivers uh, are being burnt at the stake. Uh, you know, they're dead and they're burning and other things. And as you, 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 you get found out and basically the whole village swarms you until yeah. eventually a guy with a chainsaw. And you just, basically you have to, the goal of it is you have to live until the bell rings. So you can go through the hole without killing somebody if you can be really good, but you don't have a lot of ammo, which is a complaint in this game is, oh, there's too much ammo at times, you know, things like that. Uh, that's a huge complaint in five for a lot of people, but. I, I, I'm a pussy, so. Well, yeah, well, you know, Resident Evil is like, I need one bullet for this entire game, you know, uh, but. <laughs> You actually have a lot of sense of dread in this scene, especially the first time. And because of the way they make Leon, you really feel that dread that, say, other characters in, again, 5 is almost the same style of game. You don't always feel that dread that you feel in Resident Evil 4 in multiples of those scenes because of the way they per they've made Leon as a character. So hold on, let me get this straight. So in that in that part of Resident Evil 4... You just have to survive for a certain amount of time? Yes. You don't have to kill everybody? You do not. Fuck, I gotta go play Resident Evil 4 again. <laughs> I know how to get past that part now. <laughs> <laughs> Until they were, yeah, it is. Okay. I think and they drop a chainsaw guy early in the game, which do. is terrifying. They do. Yeah. Hearing, uh, hearing the engine in the in the distance is because there's I, not a lot of uh, genuinely scary moments in four. I think a lot of it mm -hmm. is just sort there's of it's the, a thriller. It's, but that point, where that you and the, the uh, regenerators later on, yes. when you don't know if they're dead or not, and they just like sit up, and you're like, not another one. Honestly, <laughs> like, my it's also the ones where you blow their heads off and instead of falling over dead, they're like the scythes come out. And that's scary at first, but it also gets to the point where, like, you do it and the size come on. You're like, son of a bitch. I have like, three guns. <laughs> I have three. Uh, three. I'm going to try to knife you. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think I think a good comparison, because we brought up Chris Redfield earlier, and I think a good comparison to these characters is Chris Redfield is Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando. Yep. He, he's, he is a struggling, quote unquote, but he's, he's the big dude. He's got the big gun. He's blasting all the bad guys. That's him. Leon Kennedy is John McClane. Yep. He is the guy who is always, like, skin of his teeth surviving. He's just a guy that ends up in the wrong situations. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's... Leon Kennedy is basically John McClane, but in... But instead of uh, in buildings and planes, he's fighting giant eyeball monsters. All right, Thomas, what's your number two? My number two... If you can't tell, I have a big preference for platformers, just because I've been able to talk about them well, so my... Top two are both platformer characters. Is one of them Bubsy? Is one of them Bubsy? I will smack you. <laughs> no, uh, Croc. Uh, Gex. Well, to be honest, this one might not be very familiar, but it's one I it's one I do really like. I've been a fan of hers for a while. It is the one female character on my list. 
it is Shantae. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't thought okay. about that. I, I thought about. I haven't thought about those games in a while. Yeah. And it comes down to the fact that she. If you can't tell, I also like to laugh. A lot of these characters are just kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shantae is a really funny character because she's kind of a perfect balance of. She's a bit of a hothead, but she's got a good heart. Like one of my favorite lines of hers is a. Uh, she gets this sword. I think it's in. Uh, Risky's Revenge? No, it's not. I don't know. Pirate's Curse. I think it's in Pirate's Curse where she gets this sword for this guy and he turns out to be like a He-Man clone. <laughs> and he's like, I'm a great role model for children. And she goes, I'm not due to my due to my short temper and provocative dress. <laughs> 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 and she and it's like, I love that. Cause like one, she it's make it cracks me up because she's another one where she tries to be the stereotypical hero, like, oh evildoer and all that, but She's got still this kind of snark where she's always, like, raising her eyebrow to everyone. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, from Half Genie Hero, which is my favorite Chante game. I love mm. Half Genie Hero, where Risky attacks the village in the first level. And uh, she drops this ship on you, and the ship is, like, mixed with a living being. And it's like, Risky's like, behold, Shantae, my new invention. And she gives this really long name, and it's an anagram. And then Shantae, like, thinks for a little bit. It's like, poop doop. <laughs> and she's like, don't call it that. <laughs> Shantae's just one of those characters where her interactions are great, but her as well is just a really fun character. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to say. I just, I really like Shantae. Christina V is a really good voice actress. She plays Shantae and she does the song for Half Genie Hero, which is a really good song as well. And yeah, I think she's she's just a really fun character. Um, yeah, I yeah. That's about hey, it. that's yeah. That's I, a good pull. That is a really good pull. First I haven't one, thought, a first game on the list that I have not played. So yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> a yeah. I I haven't thought about those games in a if, long time. If you play one, play Half Genie Hero. Half Genie right. Hero is amazing. What's it on? It's Switch. Okay, sweet. it's Switch PS4. It's on fucking okay, everything, sweet. dude. Nice. <laughs> I could find it. Well, that's a good. That's a good pull. That's a really good. Pull. I like it. Very All right, surprising. Mason. Number two. Uh, number two. So this is my female character. I was sort of going. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I was sort of going. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. We were supposed to have titties. <laughs> I was going. I was. Uh, that's why I include Sephiroth. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, so I, I kept going down this the, um, the sort of re- uh, representation rabbit hole, and I th- and I started thinking about female characters, and which ones that I thought were some of the the most important when it came to female representation. Uh, my first my first thought was Chun Li, and I thought on honorable mentions. <laughs> I, I I thought about putting putting her in for a little bit, but I I, I kind of thought that like well I I didn't really feel. Uh, her importance as much as I did with other characters. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong with that. I but I just. Well, you also didn't grow up as a uh, as a woman in the '90s. You know, a little, you know, a little girl that I you know, playing fair. that. That's you know, and, that could change your perspective I mean, very that much. That could, yeah. You also didn't grow up. You're also not like a massive fighting game. Fan. Yeah, I'm also like, an, uh, yeah. like for me, mm-hmm. you say Chun Li, and I'm immediately like, oh yeah, most important woman in gaming. Like, because that's just my mind. One of the easiest up there. That's yeah. why she's on my honorable mentions. Was because she's on mine too. <laughs> uh, uh, and almost, she was almost on my top five. Uh, so, but I, but I didn't end up going going with uh, with her. And then I also thought about uh, Samus from the Metroid series. But then I also, uh, but I, then I kind of thought, well, out, outside of like 
her own franchise, I didn't really feel the influence to like other games. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there is, but it's not as it's that's more in like indie game circles or a lot of indie games that were influenced from mm-hmm. Metroid. Metroid. Not a lot of it's it's more in style. Than, yeah, mm-hmm. than like than anything else. I'm bad at Metroid games. I'm so bad at the Metroid uh, games. But, terrible. But I I ended up uh, settling on a female character that I thought was not only important to female characters in gaming, but to gaming as a whole, and that is Lara Croft. I knew that. Yeah, from I kind of figured that's where from, from the Tomb Raider series. Yeah, I... In, yeah. in multiple different French in multiple different Tomb Raider franchise, she has been important. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I do like the newer Tomb Raider games, but I did kind of, I did kind of miss that, like, they, 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 they don't give her as much personality as the originals did. She is so full of personality in the in the early PlayStation games. Because mm-hmm. the th- the thing with Lara Croft in the original games is people misinterpret her a lot. Mm-hmm. They think she's just a pair of knockers. And to be fair, that was the advertising. <laughs> but yeah, some yeah. of the advertising in the deve- you know the uh, the design. But yeah, yes, but she is. Gotta, oh, gotta she, love those triangles. But she she is so full of personality, and not personality. I mean, like, like actual, actual personality. personality. That so much that the uh, the uh, movies, uh, the first two movies, the Angelina Jolie's felt lacking in uh, her personality because the character is a lot more than just what was shown in those movies. Yeah. yeah. And like it, and even the one the Tomb Raider movie from 2018 I enjoyed it but again she did the main character kind of felt like a a a vacuum of charisma. Mm-hmm. Like just like sorry. No, go ahead. That that's kind of because they do the new Tomb Raider games which She's fine in those, but she's very generic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they really just they they really just kind of made it un, uncharted but female, which mm-hmm. is fine. I they're fun I, games. Yeah, I like the games a lot. Fun. But yeah, the, some of the personality from the original uh, Tomb Raider games is lost it's very from Lara Croft. Yeah, again, I I like her arcs in the uh, in the new games. I like that they how vulnerable they're willing to let her be. And then have her kick as much ass as possible as she's out of there. I do like those sort of things. Uh, whereas kind of the original was more of like, I'm going to come in and just kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I can also say like, you know, story-wise, I think the originals actually have a little bit more on uh, on her. Mm-hmm. I'll also say, I, just, I think that's kind of the fun with the original Lara Croft. Like she's not a character meant to be taken like 100% seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sakes, her breasts are, like, the size of her fucking face. Both of them are, like, each the size of her face. She's got... But, like... Talk about bad cameras in video games. Woo! But, yeah, I... Laura Croft in the original games, I don't think she's meant to be taken 100% seriously, so that's kind of the fun to see her back flipping through the air, dual-wielding pistols. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's also just the style of game I like, so maybe that it does lean more towards my taste is... I'm it's more of an action. She's much more of an action hero in the originals, and then more of kind of the uh, adventurer in yeah. the uh, uh, the new and, franchises. And again, that yeah. probably just leans more towards my taste because I mm-hmm. prefer the action hero character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my my second All choice. Alrighty, uh, Sean, what's your second female <laughs> choice? <laughs> so, as I did not get the memo, uh, <laughs> and I could have put somebody from this game as a if I want to, and I thought a lot. So my. One of my all-time favorite games. So we're, we're just going to tell a little story here on this. 13-year-old Sean went to hang out with you his... You were 13 co- once? I know, I know. <laughs> uh, went to hang out with his cousin uh, on a family trip. And his cousin had this new PlayStation 2 game that mm. was beautiful. 
uh, gorgeous graphics, uh, and he was like, you've got to watch these scenes from it, because there, there, there's a watch through it. And so he, he puts this game in and watch it, and in this first scene that he shows me, a large monster is destroying an ancient type of city, while it opens up with a dude with a big sword and a lar and a, a, a like water canteen on his side, one sleeve in his uh, one arm in a sleeve, one e one one out out of a sleeve, as he just kind of sits and watch. And immediately I go, I need to know more about this character. I am talking about Final Fantasy X and specifically Orin of Final Fantasy X, mm. a character that I gravitated to probably more than any Final Fantasy character at this point and probably ever, it's simply because Final Fantasy X is the most emotional in the franchise. That game has so many highs and lows and it, because it is a very depressing universe they're in. If you don't know, basically the sins of, hum of mankind are manifested in a large flying whale, <laughs> we'll call it, called Sin, who basically just is destroying the world. But people called summoners go on journeys where they collect summons uh, and eventually get to a point where they've gone through their journey and gone through enough that they can take on what is called the final Aeon and defeat Sin. As you go through the game, Orin was a mentor on one of these uh, quests that succeeded in beating Sin. But two years later... Sin returned, as he always does. They have a short calm, and then he returns. And Oron joins to the party for Yuna, who is the daughter of the summoner who he was on. And as you go through it, he is, he is the Obi-Wan of this uh, story. He is the mentor, the wise person uh, that goes on, that knows probably more than everyone else, uh, knows more about everything, but isn't going to just tell everybody because they have to learn to understand it, and he has one of the uh, greatest uh, speeches at the end uh, when they're going to get the final summon, and they realize and learn that the final summon is a farce, that more or less it's a religion that has basically used the, that you can give your, one of your best friends or one of the person close to you will be, becomes the final summon, it is used to defeat sin, and then the god, the re religious entity within sin takes over that summon and becomes sin again and recreates Whoa. sin from it. So each sin is basically the, who has defeated is the previous summoner's best friend. <laughs> uh, and when you realize this and you decide, no, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to do it this way. We're going to find a different way. And you turn on the religion and Oron stands there who has already been through this once and basically tells, now is the time. Now is the time to decide if you are going to fight or run away because there is no turning back here. And he stands in this scene, and it's just a character that, all the characters of the game are rich. They're full of, of very interesting stories, backstories. The, ga the game is full of it. But this character has stuck out with me so much from the beginning, so much that I love wandering around pretending to have, a, as a kid, with a sword on my shoulder with it, you know? He has a, an attack where he holds his sword up, it gets this, all these flames, he drinks from his canteen, spits on it, and then throws fireballs at people. Whoa. He's just fucking cool. That, that's, that, I mean, I, I'm not as big into the Final Fantasy franchise as you are, so I wouldn't have thought of that at all, but the way that you've described that character, god damn. 
It is it is Obi Wan on steroids in a I lot first, of ways. <laughs> I first thought uh, again, I'm not that big into Final Fantasy. I'm not that big into RPGs in general. It is just my own personal preference. So I can say Orin has a cool ass design, but I don't know a lot about him as a character. But he's, I kind of got the vibe of him being an Obi Wan character, mm-hmm. and he's a really good one from what you described because that is a really. I, I do watch a series called like uh, I do watch this Final Fantasy retrospective series, and they did do Final Fantasy X. And it, it's a really good story. It's so. a really it is my favorite story in the franchise. It's one of my favorite games, and I could have picked a lot of the characters because they all have an impact in different ways. But I will always sit back as this young teenage kid and first seeing this character and my, how much of an impact it put on me. I mean, my first thought was Titus. But. There's a lot of that. I could put. I could put Yuna. I could put Waka, uh, because all of them have to learn, grow, and have extreme uh, lessons throughout it that have <laughs> basically everything they believe in overthrown at some point or another. You didn't pick Johnny Test. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Final Fantasy X is a PS2 game. Yep. Yeah. It looks like a PS3 game. It is a. It's like it's it a is very gorgeous. gorgeous. Game. It is a very square, square. Square knows what the fuck they're. How doing to make with. gorgeous games for for a 2001 PS2 game? That is surprising. It it looks gorgeous. I I would have sworn it was like <laughs> a PS3 GameCube era game. Hell, I honestly I. I think it looks better than some of the Final it, Fantasies that came after. It, it, it does. In a CG. lot of theirs, it, they put a lot of time and effort into the, into the graphics and the HD remasters on whether the 3, 4, Vita, Switch, all the other systems that they've come out on, uh, you know, look great. Uh, so it, the, the remasters uh, just in HD have looked really good as well. So it's a beautiful game. Well, before we get to our number ones, as we've uh, sat and gone through, there are a lot of characters that probably missed the list. So, Thomas, you want to give a few of your honorable mentions of what uh, what hit the list, why they didn't make the list, uh, why they did? Let's take more people's time up by telling <laughs> more things. <laughs> I mean, I really like fighting games, obviously. So, I, and yet, no characters made your top and five and from no fighting games. Fighting game for well, if we're going by that logic, then Pit from Kid Icarus. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, because he's in but, Smash. But no, I don't count them because they're crossover fighting games. That's different. Mm. Like, they weren't I mean, made I mean, for fighting I was going to say made for fighting games. That's like saying Darth Vader is a fighting game character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I have like a miniature top five of just fighting game characters. And this is not a specific order. This is just fighting game characters I love. Uh, Sub-Zero, Brian, Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat, Brian Fury from Tekken, Rock Howard... From Garo, Mark of the Wolf. Oh, wow. And Chun-Li and Ryu from Street Fighter. Like, that is just a little miniature top five I have of just my, the fighting game characters where every time I see them, I get excited. And, and like, I could have picked a lot of Street Fighter characters because I love all Street Fighter Street has Fighter just a great design. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm more thinking about uh, uh, Sub-Zero over the vast cast of Mortal Kombat characters. Is there any... I mean, there's other Mortal Kombat characters I like. I like Johnny Cage. I like uh, I like Liu Kang, Kung Lao, Scorpion. Wins. <laughs> uh, but Sub Zero is just the one. He's again, when it comes to fighting game characters, and kind of a reason they weren't on my top five because they're very like, I I mean I say they're very surface level. But mm-hmm. my whole reasoning for Shantae is she's fun. But mm-hmm. like for fighting game characters, the main reason I always want to like get into them. Is because I just see them. And I'm like, those dudes are rad. Like, yeah, that's yeah. And 
Ryu and Chun-Li were, again, the two where I'm like, okay, these guys are like, they mean business. Mm. Like, Ryu's got the headband and the stance. He's the mascot. Chun-Li's got those spike bracelets and the thunder thighs that literally <laughs> can kick you through walls. That, that can, like, hu- like, have her hover a few Pretty inches much. off the ground. Yep. Uh, and that Brian, she has never missed squat her leg day. <laughs> <laughs> That's her daily routine. She squats while she sleeps. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Street Fighter Six, like her hips are wider than her damn head. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get again. Sub Zero is just one of those characters where he's just no pun intended. He's cool as fuck. Like he's just he's rad. Mm-hmm. Like I, again, there are other Mortal Kombat characters I could have picked, but Sub Zero is just the one where I see and I'm instantly interested. Mm. Like, Mortal Kombat 2021 is a flawed movie, but that portrayal of Sub-Zero is like this slasher villain is like, oh, shit, you mean business. <laughs> and Brian Fury is another one. He is my favorite Tekken character because he's a psychopath. He is this, he's, I think that it's been put best, he's an incarnation of all 80s action movie villains. And that that's Brian Fury. In any movie where his finishing story has him throwing a girder into a helicopter, yeah, I'm going to like him. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then Rock Howard, uh, again, is just one. He's cool. Like, I know he's the most... Sometimes you just have to have a cool character. Yeah, which is also some of my other uh, (laughs) picks, such as Dante from Devil May Cry. Yes. uh, Who, again, she's just cool as fuck. He's very, very cool. And... The one Final Fantasy character on my list in honorable mentions. I do like him as a character, but I did mostly pick him because he's cool as fuck. Final Fantasy VII's Vincent Valentine. I am. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you kind of knew because it's just my style. Uh, vampire, monster, creature who... Uh, who, has, uh, who has guns and is voiced by Steve Bloom in Dirge <laughs> of Cerberus. Is, yeah, it, it's... Uh, they... Uh, who is an optional character in the original game. You can absolutely play the game without getting him. Oh, yeah, you can miss him, but I love I love uh, Vincent. Vincent He's a is gr- so great rad. character, which would be really funny if you missed him, didn't know he was a character, then watched Advent Children, and you're like, oh, that! <laughs> well, that's kind of how it was for me, because I'd never heard of Vincent Valentine before. It wasn't Advent Children. <laughs> it was Dirge of Cerberus. But I was just see I was just looking through and I see Dirge of Cerberus and I see this guy with this red headband, this red scarf, this massive gun walking through fire, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Why is he rad as shit? Like why okay. is that like the coolest motherfucker on the I planet? I wish the game that game was better. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna play it because I love Vincent <laughs> Valentine. Uh, then we have villains. Uh, there's a bunch of villains I love. Doctor Eggman from Sonic. Mm. Uh, King Dedede. From Kirby. Hmm. Bowser, who was my number five originally. I love Bowser. Specifically, the reason he's not on the list is because I only really like him in one game. Like, I, I like him in other games, but I only love his character in one game, and that's Bowser's Inside Story. Oh, yeah. yeah. And my favorite Mario character, arguably, is Wario. Love uh, Wario. How can, how can you hate on Wario? No, you can't. He's a bastard, and it's great. The fact that his first game that he was in was literally when he threw a bucket on Mario's head <laughs> uh, and that you had to play the fairy as you knock, uh, try to make sure Mario doesn't walk off the edge. <laughs> uh, the Phoenix Wright character who I said was in my honorable mentions, Miles Edgeworth. 
Mm. Uh, what a surprise. <laughs> uh, Sly Cooper from Sly Cooper. Okay. I was expecting that on your list, honestly. I, I He was close. He was really close. Honestly, uh, I... Just forgot to put him in there. <laughs> but hey, just, hey, like, just like Sony just, has forgotten to put him in. Has, has forgotten games. that the anniversary is this year and we should get a remastered at least of all the games. Uh, no, we got a t shirt and a poster. That's just as good, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, Sony hates Sly Cooper and to a greater extent us. <laughs> great franchise. He looks at us with contempt. Oh, I love Sly Cooper. It's a great Fuck, franchise. I love Sly Cooper. Yeah. Agent 47 uh, from Hitman. Almost mentioned him on a mention, but uh, I was like, I just uh, no, like I love the games and everything, like, but I don't necessarily have the connection right. with 47 like I would with other. Because it's another one. It's another reason he's not on my list. He's just fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like he, uh, it's another reason he's not on my list because I can't just give the surface level reason of he's cool. Yeah. Even though I kind of did for uh, Shantae, but whatever. You had uh, better reasons. I. <laughs> uh, and probably the biggest honorable mention, the one who genuinely I only thought of today, and I'm like, oh shit, should he be on the top five? And I struggled for a while. Kane from Legacy of Kane. That's fair. I love Kane. He is such a complex and interesting character. Even in the PS1 games where the graphics are shit, like while they're bad, they look like melted claymation figures. Kane is such a good character, and his writing is so good. And that is probably down to Amy Henning, because I don't think that woman can do any wrong. That's fair. Uh, and just so such a complicated character. He is both hero, villain, everything in between. Just, ooh, I love Kane. I love Kane. But yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Like I said, I'll probably remember some. Oh, there'll probably be more, and those lists will change. That's the fun thing about lists. All right, Mason, you got any honorable mentions here? I do, I do. I have a good, I have a good number of honorable mentions. Um... So this is one that I was thinking. Oh, did you did you forget one? Uh, yeah, but just real quick, uh, Calypso from Twisted Metal. Fair yes. enough. Yes. Uh, so, just some some that I thought of that I I genuinely that I did genuinely almost swap out at the last minute, but I was like I I was like no, I'm gonna stick with the list that I have. Um, Solid Snake, like one of the mm-hmm. one of the original video game action heroes. Mm-hmm. He was like 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 you didn't you didn't have a lot of at that at the point when the first Metal Gear Solid came out, you didn't have like any of those big action heroes like you saw in movies, and he was pretty pretty he much was, the, the he, progenitor. He was of, the progenitor. Of that. Of a lot um, of and then you ever you ever look at a at a character and think, I want to meet the person who came up with that. Many times. I want I want to meet the madman who I want I want to know whose idea it was to put a to put an earthworm in a space suit with a laser gun who's able to grapple on. Onto things with his head. I want to meet the. I want to meet whoever made Earthworm Jim. I want to meet that person. And who decided to make him a guest character in Clay Fighters? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I want another Earthworm Jim game so bad. Well, okay. Should we just have top five franchises that need to come the fuck? Back? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, then I also included uh, Crash Bandicoot on there. Ooh, yeah. It's one I thought I about, but Crash just doesn't Bandicoot. have a whole lot. Of, I don't have a whole lot of impact with Crash. I played Crash, but, like, it was never a character that, like, was he, huge, aside he, from being the mascot. He, yeah. he was also on my top five, but I already had my dumb boy with Pit. Yeah, so. that's, that's fair enough. I just, I just put him on there because I like how cartoony he is. He feels mm. like a playable Looney Tunes mm. character if you don't want to play any of the Looney Tunes games. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, then I, I also included, uh, God, another, another forgotten tragedy. Even though his 
his like most recent games weren't that long ago. It still kind of feels like he's kind of been forgotten, and that is Rayman. Oh yeah, Man, my boy Rayman got he has been hey, he mistreated is. for so long. Hey, he's coming back in Mario plus Rabbids. Yeah, kind of Rayman became he the Rabbids is. more of anything else yeah. than it. But yeah, yeah, he got murdered by a bunch of minion ripoffs. Um, uh, or did or did the, the rabbits, rabbits came first? I oh, believe. okay. I, I like by like a year, but he got he got killed by the progenitor of the minions. I mean, <laughs> better minions. I was gonna say <laughs> but, yeah. I like I like them more than the minions. I do. Li- I do prefer the rabbits. That's to the minions. almost only exclusively because of Mario plus rabbits because that game's actually pretty good. I I did enjoy it. Um, then I also had Leon Kennedy in my in my honorable mentions. Um, I also had Nathan Drake in there because he's he's. He's just uh, he's he's really cool. He's just a cool guy. Yeah. It kind of kept, what kept me from putting Nathan Drake even in my mentions, even though I did think for a minute on it, was just simply as he is a copy of a lot of characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's sort of a fusion. A fusion of a lot of characters, and again, he's done very well. He's a impactful, huge character on franchises and uh, on video games as a whole. But that's what kept him off of any of even a mention for mine. But yeah, just to. Uh, to uh, quote the musical Hamilton, he seems approachable, like you could grab a beer with him, and that's what I like about about Nathan Drake. After that, um, I have what I what I consider like the first great first person shooter character, and that is Doom Guy. He's like the 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 origins of some of like like you. I don't think you would have like Master Chief without Doom Guy first. That's fair. I mean, Master Chief is basically Doom Guy. Yeah. So there and there's a, but like. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing, like, a ton of other FPS characters. Like, you probably wouldn't have Duke Nukem without Doom Guy. I mean, the only one who I could think would pre-generate Doom Guy, or pre-what the fuck ever, is BJ Blazkowicz from Wolfenstein. But oh, Doom Guy, yeah. I'm not trying to invalidate you or whatever, because Doom Guy, without a doubt, was it's way huge. more impactful. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. BJ, yeah. BJ didn't become a good character until, like, 2014 with Wolfenstein the New Order and Doom Guy was always like always such a good I'm a rip and terror until it's done kind of yeah guy. yeah and that's uh, so that's why I put Doom Guy in there uh, then I also have Bella Goth from the Sims games because I'm a simp uh, then we have <laughs> <laughs> no need to comment carry on <laughs> who the fuck don't worry carry on <laughs> who the fuck is that I don't I genuinely don't know she's a uh, character in the Sims oh that explains it um, and then I also have one of one of the earliest uh, horror game villains that I that I believe to be truly terrifying, and that is Pyramid Head. Pyramid Head mm. with his thick thighs scares eyes. the hell out of me, and yeah. that's why that's why one I love of the first him. villains to have cake. I, yeah, I, he, I used to be scared of him, but then someone data mined his model and figured out he had a fucking dumpy. And I'm like, I, yep. I can't take him seriously anymore because all I'm <laughs> but thinking that's fair. is Pyramid Head was, yeah. It, it's it's kind of the same reason I can't take whatever the hell her name is, Lady Demetriscu from Resident Evil 8 seriously because she, she's so fucking thick. <laughs> <laughs> and you, why wouldn't you want to get caught by her? Yeah, <laughs> anyway, exactly. Putting um, hooks through my hands. Okay, uh, so then con- continuing the theme of forgotten mascots, God, I'm I'm hoping I am waiting for the day that we get a Parappa the Rapper comeback. I am waiting for that day, and I will wait for that day until I'm in the grave. God, I want another Parappa the Rapper game. I good character, good choice. I, I fucking love Parappa the Rapper. And then uh, another character that I that I picked simply because of just 
how how impressive it is that this character became as as widely as widely known as it is. How many how many people can say that they made a a international freaking icon out of a circle with a triangle taken out of it? I'm talking Pac Man. Like that, it's it's waka, the waka, it's waka, waka, waka. yeah, it's the waka. Mickey it's the Mickey Mouse effect. You see it, you see a circle with a triangle taken out of it. Your first thought is going to be Pac Man. Like, how impressive is Literally that? Literally every time I eat pizza and I like take out. Of you it, take I'm out like, a oh, piece. It's fucking Pac Man. It's Pac Man. <laughs> you can't look at a pizza with a slice taken out of it again because of Pac Man, and that I think is is fan is just amazing. Why well, just barely misses the list there? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are my honorable mentions. All right, I got a few honorable mentions. I thought a lot of these could have, on, on different days, be on my list. Some of them are just characters that I'm like, I need to recognize because of impact. Uh, I mentioned before with Sephiroth that I could put any Final Fantasy VII character, any of them, in the list, and, and you were there. You were specifically Cloud, Aerith, Tifa, Barrett. All could have been on the list for different reasons. Vincent Valentine. Vince no, <laughs> you know, Valentine. You know, it, it, later on. But really, those characters, because, you know, Barrett being the first African-American in... Uh, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, even if there are some stereotypes to it, uh, that was that was still very impactful. Uh, you know, Tifa being uh, the way she was modeled, but also being this kick-ass and important person, and then Cloud just being coded in a way that any person of whatever sexuality you are could be like, yeah, that they're they're on my team uh, because Cloud uh, can fit in a lot of those those uh, corners, uh, just impactful. And then obviously Aerith for similar reasons as with Sephiroth of just the impact of her character on the franchises. Mm-hmm. A lot of other Final Fantasy characters I could have picked, you know, from 10, from 8, you know, Tara Branford from 6, uh, you know, uh, I could have picked uh, from the original Final Fantasy, Garland, which then got more in with Jack Garland in Stranger in Paradise and how impactful that game was to the franchise and to video games as a whole. Uh, I easily could have picked any of the SIDs from Final Fantasy, a character that has been in the franchise from Final Fantasy 2 on and has been in every single game since. Uh, so I, I could have definitely picked a lot of Final Fantasy characters. I chose just to, to, to pick what I did. Obviously, different characters from Mario, you know, being more impactful. I know you said Bowser, but, you know, I had Waluigi... <laughs> uh, you know, like, look, uh, uh, scrawny boys have to stick together. One of the, one of the most That's, underappreciated video games. That has only really been in, in, in the sports games. It has rarely had actually any yeah, impact. Yeah, but Skinny boys got to stick together. That's why I picked Wario. The fat fucks got to stick together, <laughs> baby. But I, but I also I also picked, uh, you know, uh, possibilities. I, I thought about uh, Comic uh, from, uh, as the villain of mm. Yoshi's Island 2. Mm. Or, sorry, uh, Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Uh, and an impact, I thought a little bit on that. Uh, you know, you could pick people from Super Mario RPG. Uh, oh, you yeah. Know, uh, either Gino or Mallow would have easily picked. That's where I thought you were going with Bowser, a best Bowser character. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I even like Princess Peach. Yeah, so. like that, that. You could pick any of those from it. Uh, my, my fighting game impact would be obviously Chun Li, just because of the impact on on. Yeah, well, I played a lot of Street Fighter Two and then didn't play Street Fighter for decades. You know, uh, after a while because it just didn't cross it. But uh, you know, no matter what, I would know who Chun Li was. Uh, I, I also included one of my favorites from an honor mention from Soul Calibur. Uh, Talum was my char- my main and my character, and I love her. Uh, as the world is going to hell, that she still has this like amazing, uplifting attitude, even when everything is shit. Uh, I know this isn't limiting it down at all, but was she the sword chick? No, <laughs> she's the one that has the two on her arms. Oh, oh she's like she, the Tonfa. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I love a lot of side characters, so like Funky Kong from Donkey Kong always stuck out to me. 
I specifically, despite the fact that I have never beaten a Legend of Zelda game, uh, and I prefer to watch instead of play them, uh, from uh, Majora's Mask, the Skull Kid, or when you get to turn into Goron Link, specifically, mm. I almost put those on. Um, Starkiller from Force Unleashed, uh, I, I, I thought about it for a while, uh, as well as Darth Revan from uh, Kotoir, because, uh, you know, that almost could have been my female character, because she could be what, she or he could be whatever you wanted to be as your created character. Uh, impacting uh, mascots that could be there. Frogger, uh, you know, I had uh, down as I played, especially the, the version that was on the PlayStation more than... I poured hours into that. Frogger is uh, beautifully simple. Shadow the Hedgehog uh, was impactful to me <laughs> as Thomas uh, <laughs> dies of it. Kratos almost hit the list just because of the impact of the PlayStation era that he was, but mm -hmm. it just I didn't have enough of a uh, impact as a player for me to, to make it on it. And then I almost put down uh, Red from the Pokemon games. Oh, uh, you know, your yeah. protagonist of the first Pokemon games. Also almost put Professor Oak on, uh, just simply for his dialogue in Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> so, those are some of the honorable mentions. Those are the people that didn't make our lists. So, who's ready for our top number ones? Thomas? Thomas. <laughs> I was predicting Sly Cooper, so the fact that Sly Cooper was in the honorable mentions and not as number one... I am ready to be surprised. Don't I know be. it's not going to be. I was going to say, don't be. Uh, my number one, I am a very basic bitch. I actually know what it is. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what it is. Everyone will probably know what it is. And if if you don't, you're going to be like, ah, this motherfucker, it's Sonic. I was about to say, I was about to say, is it what I think? It is what I, I thought it I was. forgot that he hadn't been mentioned and you'd only mentioned Eggman in the honorable mentions. I had I thought he was going to fall a little lower on my prediction with Sly Cooper. So, but I, I got honest, the S right. <laughs> honestly, Sly Cooper isn't a bad choice, but I mean, I'm just going to be honest. It's Sonic, and that's almost exclusively due to the fact that Sonic is... One, it's my favorite game franchise in general. Uh, two, I just love the character. Any interpretation of Sonic, I mean, almost any. But that's what I like, is that there can be multiple interpretations of him. You can have him be more sensitive. You can have him be more of an asshole, and it'll make sense. <laughs> yeah. I prefer asshole Sonic, personally. But, like, you can have him be a nice balance. You can have Ryan Drummond... Uh, Jason Griffith, Roger Craig Smith, um, uh, um, Jaleel White. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I almost put Knuckles here because Knuckles is my favorite Sonic character, but it just, for me, it felt right. Just put Sonic, just putting Sonic at number one, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and again, don't get me wrong, like, is this a basic pick? Yeah. Oh. And I'm not going to say it's not, but just... The impact he had on me as a person. This is the one that I kind of pulled a Sean where it's like, he, he, he's he been, it sounds really cheesy, but he's been there for me with like all the tough times. I mean, I haven't had a terrible life or whatever, but like he's he's been there when I've been down. He's been, he's kind of, yeah, I just have this. And you got connection. a new game coming, so. Exactly. Yeah. And Frontiers actually looks really good. Please do not jinx it. I swear to God, I will jump off a bridge. Uh, you 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 forgot Ben Schwartz. Oh yeah, Ben Schwartz. I forgot about him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, ben, ben Schwartz is a really good Sonic. Yeah. This, I don't think Sonic's had a bad voice. Like yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't enjoy the English dub voice in the Sonic OVA because it's really. 
crazily. Yeah. But I'm also he, not really big on I'm also not really big on the Sonic X voice. Jason Griffith. Yeah. It, he's okay. He's just not my favorite. I, yeah, he, I'm the same way. I don't love him, but I don't hate him either. Mm-hmm. I, uh, he's a lot of people's favorite because he's an unleashed Black Knight, all that, and he does a good job in those. But and O six. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, he he's fine. I prefer Jason Griffith as Shadow, honestly. I think Griffith is a really good Shadow. He voices Shadow, too? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's huh. he was Shadow from Shadow the Hedgehog until Black Knight. Wow. So, yeah, I think I honestly prefer him as Shadow. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he's just been there. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> as, as Sometimes simple. the basic and, uh, you know, the, the answer that is the right one, though. So Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. fair. And, again, like, I, technically in the Sonic franchise, I prefer Knuckles. But it just felt... Right. That's fair. At number one, you know. That's fair. All righty, Mason. Number one. Is Mason gonna pull a cat's here out of his I'm ass? Not, I no, swear no, to no. God. No, 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 my, no, my no. Fa- my favorite. Go vacation. It's ass. Not, <laughs> my favorite. I know. I, I know you're. I know that's what you're expecting, but that's. Hate to disappoint you. That's not what you're gonna get. So. Damn. No, I'm kidding. So, I wanted. To, I wanted to include a villain on my list. I knew, and I knew. I knew from the start which villain this was going to be, but I didn't, thinking about it more, I didn't realize how high they were going to rank. But then thinking about it more, I was like, yes, this, this is, this is the, the, the villain to top all villains in my head. And it's just, um, it's the way that they, they managed to, to balance, like, like how threatening they are. They are a very, very big threat in the, in the games that they're in there. They are scary. They're intimidating, but also at the same time, they're incredibly funny in a very sub in a very subversive and dark and twisted way. And the and just the the way that they, it's their it's their determination to be as evil as they are, and their de- and along with their devotion to science that make them my top character. And that is Glados from Portal and Portal 2 is my top character because Gl- that, when it when it comes to villains GLaDOS is like top of the pyramid in my head. She is cuz she's equal part she's equal parts threatening and so and enjoyable and funny. It's like you you like you don't want to be there because like in the you don't want to be in the aperture area because you're being forced to do the same thing over and over. But at the same time, it it almost with with Glados being there, uh, it almost it almost feels in a in a weird twisted way sort of comforting because she, like Glados is the voice because your character is voiceless. Glados is the is the voice that keeps you going. Like you want you want to hear the next dark twisted thing she's gonna say, and then especially in Portal Two, which in my opinion is is better than Portal One, and I think. If I if I think about it, my favorite game of all time. She gets a lot more depth to to her character when you find when you find out her backstory and like what happened to her and how she became who she is. You almost sympathize with her at the end of that game, and yeah, that's mm. my number one character. That's a really good choice. That's a good pull. I, uh, that's a good pull. 
she also has a really good singing voice. Because, she does. Uh, she really does. Because the ending song of Portal 2 is genuinely up there as one of the best songs in any game. Both, yeah. both, both Portal games have really awesome credit songs. Fun fact, there is a third one. There was a third one. I do remember that. Like that, the Dimensions. Yeah, uh, oh, no, that's that's not what I was thinking of. Oh, was it not? What were you well, there was, there was going to be another... There was another one that... Because the, um, the ones that appear in 1 and 2 were written by different people for the game specifically, but there was another one that um, Ellen, Ellen McLean, I think is her name. There's another one that Ellen McLean had written for that was going to be in Portal 2, but it didn't match the tone, so they cut it. Mm. I didn't know there was one in LEGO Dimensions. Though. Yeah, because GLaDOS is in LEGO Dimensions, and <laughs> she gets a song for the end credits. That's really funny. And That's wild. you want to know what the end credits song is about? What? It's about her having a crush on Batman. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Lego Dimensions is a fucking masterpiece, and I will hear no one argue about it. One, one of my other favorite moments in, in the portal section of Lego Dimensions, Dimensions is when you get to GLaDOS, and then they bring out HAL 9000, and yeah, they start and they talking, they start talking to back and forth. That's a fantastic moment. She's also in uh, Poker Night 2, and she's also really funny in that, too. Poker Night 2 is just a really good play. I mean, hell, you brought up Poker Night 2. Uh, my first thought was I could have added to honorable mentions. Oh, shit, Sam and Max. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good pull, Mason. I, yeah, that's a good I, pull. I love GLaDOS. It's a really good pull. All righty. Well, uh, kind of on the long lines of Thomas, my, mine is kind of obvious, uh, if anybody knows me. Uh, but we're going to go to a little story time here. So in uh, 2017... I was having marital troubles that would later lead to a divorce. And on one of the times when my ex-wife was gone, left for a trip, I took a bit of money and went to GameStop and bought a game. A game that had multiple games on it. Because I was going to play these games for the first time since, you know, 2005, 2006. And that is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and in that time frame... A game franchise that I loved uh, and meant something to me in a lot of ways pulled me through. Uh, and of course, that means my number one is a wonderful little dum-dum, a sweetheart of all, and that is Sora. Who is... I know it wasn't <laughs> going to be... I, I was, I, I was going to say, I was really hoping you twisted it and it's like... My favorite character is Riku. <laughs> I mean, I love all, almost, all, I mean, I love all the, the Kingdom Hearts characters, and I love the franchise. I love it, the, the crazy, silly story. I love how bonkers it is. But the thing that I love, especially about the first two games, uh, and, and really the third one uh, as well, but the first two really encapsulate this, is in a lot of ways they are games that are about dealing with depression. Your characters are going through shit and having to put the smile on. Uh, and one, one thing that's great, in the first game, uh, when you first encounter Donald and Goofy, and they basically tell you, well, you've got to be able to smile to be able to be with us. And Sora puts on the cheesiest, dumbest <laughs> smile on the planet because we know he's faking it through this, but he still puts it on and he puts others first in this. And just as a character that goes through all these things, that has things taken from him that consistently in games has his power taken from him or loses his memories or has the friends that he's been trying to f get to just always out of reach. The people that he loves are just always out of reach uh, and things taken from him and he continues forward and onward. He's a character that just 
I truly love the fact that he can we- he wields a weapon that was not destined for him, uh, that was not supposed to be his. <laughs> it's a very unconventional weapon too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that you know you, that he goes to all these universes, these worlds that are uh, you know to classic characters, and he interacts perfectly and fits perfectly in all these universes. I saw one of a great joke recently that just works on it that because uh, they go to the Mulan universe in Kingdom Hearts two, and uh, Shang obviously lets them into the uh, the the uh, army because you are allowed in the army. So uh, clearly in the Mulan universe, Shang is okay with you know a dog, a duck, and a child, but god damn it, a woman! <laughs> god forbid it's a woman. <laughs> um, but Sora just and it's a little bit of you know Thomas said with Sonic with look. Sora was there, and I sat down and I played those games, and then I went and I bought the PS3 version that had the had two uh, had uh, Kingdom Hearts two and all the extras, and then of course point you know I had when I got the PS4 I got the complete collection and the point eight collection, and of Kingdom Hearts three came day one. Uh, I've got two copies of Melodies of Memories because I needed to play it on both uh, both uh, the Switch and the PlayStation. I've downloaded phone app games because I need to play and all this. And this franchise became so important to me and pulled through. And it's all because of this sweet, naive, young child who is just so dumb. But that's because he's a 12-year-old who never went to school. <laughs> what, the, what, they, what they managed to pull off with Sora is actually kind of impressive because they, they, needed, it, they needed to make a character... It was able to be a character on its own and then also fit in with all of the Disney worlds that mm-hmm. they go into. And they pulled that off. They really did. They, it's, which, it's is, a, which is weird. You don't, you don't think he'd mesh as well as he does because he's very, he's very anime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got the spiky hair. He's got Tetsuya Nomura has a zipper fetish, so there's so many on his <laughs> fucking outfit. But not to beat Donald. Donald is just zipper. The <laughs> oh, Donald. Donald's outfit is one big zipper. He has one <laughs> of his one of his uh, 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 wands that has a zipper on. <laughs> but but like, yeah, he fits in with all these characters. And credit where it's due. Again, I'm not the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan. I've I've played more of it than I have a Final Fantasy. More platforming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More platforming, more action, that kind of thing. Nothing, I mean, there's a lot of impactful scenes in gaming, but one of the biggest, just even for me, who's not the biggest uh, Kingdom Hearts fan, is the ending of 2, where he's finally just like, shit, I'm finally home, I'm finally with my friends, everything is okay. Like, just him finally being able to relax, like, okay, Mm-hmm. I'm not in hell anymore. I have gone through it like three separate times in this damn adventure, and and I I know there's sequels after that, but Kingdom Hearts two has Kingdom Hearts really two is a spectacular game, uh, and I mean I I love all of them. Arguably, Birth by Sleep is my favorite, the one that doesn't have Sora aside I, from Kid Sora. I but because Birth by Sleep is really Birth good. by Sleep is so good. Uh, but the fact that they created this franchise that is Final Fantasy meets Disney. And as dumb as all of it sounds, as convoluted as the story can get, as many retcons as they throw in, it's still fantastic. Oh, I, yeah. I, I wanted to make a joke, but you were in the middle of your spiel, and I didn't want to be an asshole. Because <laughs> you said, like, the first two Kingdom Hearts games, and I'm like, you mean one and two or one in Chain of Memories? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Chain of Memories. There's a lot of people that hate ReChain and who don't like Chain of Memories. That game... I love because I, I I just I didn't want to be an asshole so, but yeah it's 
Yeah. All right. Well, that is our top five lists of video game characters of all time on this day. Yeah, tell us, just say it'll be as of now. Uh, tell us while we're right, we're wrong. Go to that, uh, you know, the, the, if you're on Apple iTunes, you're on iTunes there. Type in some nice words or some mean words. Give us that five stars, though. We'll be happy for it. Tell us what you think. Give us your top five. Yeah, yeah. give us your top five. We'd love to hear. Uh, we'd love to see some of that. We'll be back with another episode next week uh, that may be a little loonier. So you guys all have a great time, and we'll see you next time. Get good, you slut.